11 month old dog barks at fireworks. Any ideas how to fix that issue? Yeah, just you can use either a, have a bark collar on the dog or a remote collar on the dog. Um, and then no, and then correct again. So I, this is this is great because people are asking me how to stop stuff. So this is, again, you can't reward the dogs out of these bad behaviors. Now, somebody might say, desensitize the dog to fireworks. I agree. But what? how do you stop the dog tonight? Like right now, tonight, my dog is barking over fireworks. How do I stop it? No, how do I stop it? And stop it with a consequence. Next. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory and grateful. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. Yeah! <laughs> what would Jeff do show? It's a Q&A. It's a Q&A show. And what we do is um, you ask the questions by typing it in. Joelle reads them and I answer them. And a lot of people, what they're going to do is they, they tend to want to know how to stop unwanted behaviors. So we talk about that a lot. You know, how do you stop? How do you stop? How do you stop? So you can hear me use the word correction. You hear me use the word punishment. Um, meanwhile, if you ask me how to train an obedience command, I'm going to tell you use rewards. But nobody's really asking that on this show. They ask how to stop things. Um, or at least step one is you use the correction. And then after that, you can go to, you can go to reward-based training to reinforce the wanted stuff. Um, and we also have something called Jeff Gelman Seminars, where Joel and I travel the world doing seminars. Um, we've had a little hold on it because of the pandemic, but we're going to be in Portland in about three weeks. Actually, I had to buy some plane tickets to that probably this weekend. You didn't have plane tickets yet? I did a long time ago, and then we canceled them, so we got to get those. I was waiting to see what happens, you know. Um, and then we've got the training center, which is where we're at now, and we just uh, we're training dogs here. 24 seven, it's got a new dog in today. It's a hell of an aggressive dog. We'll put a clip up Quite tomorrow of the intake, part of the intake at least. Yeah. So people can start seeing good conversation starter about dogs like that. Mm. I got my own, my own rant ready to go. I'll make a separate clip on that. Um, but let's get started. Um, there's something also called top chat where there's a dollar sign and if you put in your question in there and then do a dollar sign. It's something for content creators to help them uh, uh, for all the free content they do. And on this show, what it does is it sends your question up to the top as well. So it's an hour long show and then we have to pack because we're heading to a private gig uh, for a consulting gig tomorrow morning, three in the morning. I have not packed yet. It's okay. Just take a couple minutes. All right. So here we go. Joelle, it's all you. Anne says, howdy. Hey, Anne, how are Holly you? Holly says, hi. Hello, Holly. Stephanie, I want my dog to follow on walks and focus on me. She is often on alert to react to vehicles. So what you can do is, that's I'm glad that you noticed that, is number one, there we have a video on our Patreon channel. Um, you can go to patreon.com slash satellite canine training and um, the do-it-yourself 2020 playlist just to help you out find it. Um, and we have something called follow and we actually teach the dogs how to follow and we use spatial pressure to do that. And you're right, when the dog is in follow mode, it tends to not be as reactive. Um, what you can also do is you, you start recognizing the loading process of the dog. Loading is the dog's about to probably do an unwanted behavior that it repetitively does. Um, it's pretty easy to tell. Um, ears are up, it changes its breathing, changes its mouth position, um, focuses on something, um, and then usually explodes. What you actually want to do is apply your punisher or correction, call it whatever you want to, whatever you're comfortable with, um, at that moment. Um, um, and that's and that's how you do it. And that's well, at least the first step, the first step of that. Next. Jocelyn says, hi, guys. Hey, Jocelyn, how are you? Kirsten, my nine-month-old black lab is starting to get real stubborn. She knows the command, sit down, stay. But lately, she's getting to the point when she will not do them on command without having food in your hand. What do you suggest? So nine months old, you know, that's a time for, you know, this to happen. But what, what you do is, you know, if you've done a couple hundred reps, it's time to start correcting for noncompliance. So we know your dog knows the command. Yeah, holds food up. Because if, you hold, because if you've got food in your hand, your dog does it. Therefore, the dog knows to do it. So therefore, the dog's probably ready to be corrected for not doing it. And a lot of folks will say, well, no, just do more reps. Agreed. At the beginning, you do hundreds of reps. 
But once the dog knows it and they can do it, like if you hold up a piece of food and you say down and that dog drops to a down quick, that dog knows it. Therefore, now you take the food away and the, and what you'll do is you will then um, correct it. And if you don't correct it, then you're always gonna have food in your hand. Next. $25 top chat. Ooh. What the heck is going on here? There it goes. From Hannah. Hi, J and J, my local board and train, a couple of trainers have contacted the con contracted the COVID and have sent all dogs home and are unsure of a date they will resume. Are you accepting new clients now and or how soon will you be? Yeah, right now we've got about a two month waiting list. So a two month waiting list right now. So um September, I think, is when we're we're booking out right now. We're accepting new dogs in September. We, we've got dogs every day here, but that's about the waiting list. Next. This is so out of order now because YouTube comes in so late. Yeah. All right. Gretchen says, hi, guys. Hello, Gretchen. Kathy. Hi, all. My dog and I am training. We're rocking their walk this AM. Had a jogger compliment me on how nice they walked and how calm they were. Good stuff. Awesome. That's always good when people recognize that. Michelle P. Hello, hello. Great to see you guys. Hey, Michelle. How are you? Katie says, happy Friday, guys and girls. Hello. Um, actually, actually, she's singular. Well, unless she's saying hello to everybody in the chat, probably. Yes. Yeah. It's not all about you and me. Okay? There's other people Well, it's here. all about you. Next. Oh, so, Jeff thinks I'm like this most self-centered person ever for some reason. Isn't that weird? So weird. Anyway. Um, let's see, Dana, never thought I'd listen to a Q&A show when I'm running. I choose you guys over music. LOL. Thank you for all you do. Damn, right. Dana, that's intense. Yeah. I don't choose much over music when I'm working. Wow. Out. Good for you. That's awesome. All right. Let's see. Make sure I'm all caught up here. Blessing. Dakota has been thought to create space and his impulse control and all that jazz. I've been putting him in a pack with well-balanced dogs at my training facility. And today he kind of got crazy. Hmm. So, I mean, they, dogs have their off days. They do. They just have their off days. So, so what do you do is you, you would just correct the dog and then keep moving along. Um, dogs tend to, you know, when they're in a pack, it's a, it's a, it, it can go both ways. They can usually do the, the, the most excited dog can be calm and the calmest dog can lose their stuff. Um, uh, the goal is to get the whole pack sort of moving, moving in unison next. Gretchen, I probably shouldn't have, but I saw your stories and laughed at the cat. That was my cat, my special cat, and you killed it. And the dog just wags its tail and smiles. LOL, I said stuff like that to Radar about the chickens. They weren't special, but still, he would grin with feathers in his mouth. Yeah, I just did a story about, I did two stories. Give me an example about remorse. Like, dogs don't have remorse. Because yeah. everyone seems to, like, argue that point that they do, and they feel bad, and it's like, no, they don't. No, no they don't. They don't. They, they, react, they respond to your tone of voice and your energy and your facial expressions. Right. But, but, but they don't like feel bad about killing something. Like That's what they do. It's like if they went and killed your cat and you looked out the window, they wouldn't like think twice about it. Like that's what, that's what predators do. They kill things. Next. Sherry, hi, I asked about the five week old puppy earlier today who was growling when we pick it up. You said not to apply a punisher. What advice can you give to help us train her not to make that a habit? Well, I'd wait. I'd wait a little bit. I mean, I think you might have. What I what I what I would be really careful about is just pick her up more. I, I'd be really cautious about you know applying a punisher to a five week old puppy. Um, the dog just growls. Just pick it up a lot. Just pick it up a lot. Pick it up a lot and hold it tight to your body and don't let go until it stops squirming, and it'll get it. You know, but five weeks old is, I mean, I don't work with five week old dogs. You know, I'm not, I don't, I don't breed and raise puppies. So, you know, we don't get them until they're eight weeks old. Um, but, you know, the only thing that you could do if you decided to do something is you can do a little bit of a pinch. You can do that. But I'd be really cautious about, you know, a five week old puppy. Next. Grace, success. My hubby knocked. We've been doing door drills for two weeks. My service dog was in place, double down, silent, just wagging. We did it. Awesome. Congratulations, Grace. It's always great to have success. Um, Dakota and Blessing Us is the second part of that. So oh. She said he got crazy with his correction and the dog didn't even do anything. He never made contact or wanted to because he could have if he wanted to. But he was very vocal and over the top, so I corrected him on his e-collar. The other dog just looked at Dakota like he was crazy. Did I make the right call? Well, I think I'm lost. Who, who, who was corrected? 
her dog corrected another dog, but like overdid it, like overcorrected. Oh, oh so I would. So she corrected the, her dog. Right. For that, the overcorrection. That's that's appropriate. Yep. Oh my god, I can't. Okay. Um, Melissa posted a link to your Patreon channel. Thank you. Kirsten, thanks. We are using both prong collar and just started with the educator e-collar. What do you suggest to use to better correct the ignoring of commands? Well, it's first of all, how many, so with, with how many repetitions of the commands have you done? So it's important that people understand that you want to have a couple hundred successes of the command before you start correcting for obedience. I talk about corrections all the time, but that's on like unwanted behaviors. But when it comes to obedience though, we do a ton of reward-based stuff, like so much reward-based stuff. And then the dog won't be corrected until it definitely knows it. And then what tool do you use? That's the one that the dog has, got, has been trained on. So you have to still teach a dog what, you know, how to deal with a correction. So some dogs don't understand what a correction is. So, but I would go with the prong leash pop for for that. But then you help you have to help guide the dog into now like what to do. So you take it slow after you correct. Next. Uh, Tamar's Volta. I have a senior Chihuahua that is now an erotic brat following the death of my dog in April. He's on meds and saw improvement, but now he's becoming protective of me and leash reactive. Any advice? Yeah, tons of advice. So number one, um, I mean, meds usually don't work on, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they've worked on some dogs, but but training usually um, works, you know, way better or a combination of a combination of both. So if the dog's being resource guarding of you, which it sounds like it is resource guarding of you, first of all, don't humanize any of this like, if it's like feeling bad about the other dog dying, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, who knows? But it's like, the point is like, what's the dog doing? And if the dog's guarding you, you would correct that. Um, with You can use a bonker on a chihuahua. Bonkers are rolled up towel. Feel free to, you know, look up my our videos on, on, on bonkers. I'm also spend some time working the dog through its obedience commands and do some duration work and have a really strict routine and cut down on affection right now, next. Dorian, hi, I'm dropping off my one-year-old beagle at a kennel for nine days. Will she be depressed? Probably. Probably going to pull an, um, you know, an Epstein. You know, I won't be surprised. So, oh, that hurt my hand. So, what, do you have like a nail in your freaking thing? That hurt really bad. Like, why? No, getting muscular. Um, so, oh, no, I just have a tender wrist. Oh, that's what it is, right? Because <laughs> it, could, it couldn't be me because it's all about you. No. There we go. It's number 22. Okay. So, um, oh, it is tender. What, what, um, will your dog be depressed? Your dog, you know, I don't know. Why would I know? How would I know? How is anybody going to know? Um, you're, you're leaving for nine days. Enjoy your trip. Enjoy your trip. If your dog struggles for a little bit, your dog might struggle for a little bit. I've got no idea, you know. I don't think your dog is going to be like writing postcards saying, you know, pick me up, help. I want to go home. <laughs> Camp food sucks, you know, so my bunkmate smells. So, you know, uh, you know, there are dogs that struggle when they come in. There's dogs that just do fine. It's all depends on, on the dog. Next. Um, Jeffrey, hey, J&J, keep rocking on. Yep. Thanks, Jeffrey. I hope you're doing okay. Julie, four-month-old pup growled at me over food. What is immediate punishment? Um, now, here we go. Here's a 16-week-old dog. For that, I would know and bonk or know and scruff it. A lot of people, like, struggle with that scruffing because it's physical. Oh, my God, you're, you're, you're scruffing the dog. It's like, if we don't stop this now, you're going to end up with, you know, a dog like we're going to probably show tomorrow. So you're going to end up with an aggressive dog that guards food. So it immediately has to know what it did was wrong. And it's no, and then consequence. You can also bonk it. You know, a lot of people will say, oh, just, you know, take away its food. It's like, why would you take away its food? That's not going to solve the problem. Right. Take away the growling. That solves the problem. Dog's got to eat. Right. Next. Ronnie, 11-month-old dog barks at fireworks. Any ideas how to fix that issue? Yeah. Just you can use either a, have a bark collar on the dog or a remote collar on the dog. Um, and then no, and then correct again. So I, this is this is great because people are asking me how to stop stuff. So this is, again, you can't reward the dogs out of these bad behaviors. Now, somebody might say, desensitize the dog to fireworks. I agree. 
but what, how do you stop the dog tonight? Like right now, tonight, my dog is barking over fireworks. How do I stop it? No, how do I stop it? And stop it with a consequence. Next. Sherry said, thank you. You're welcome. Um, Melissa posted the link to my Patreon channel. Oh, that's thank nice you, of her. Kristen, um, Melody, seven month old Anatolian. I curl the lip to make her bite herself, but she will jump out of nowhere and nip the underneath of my t-shirt sleeve. Yeah, it's seven months old. That's a little bit too um, old to be doing that technique. I'd get yourself a remote collar. I'd get yourself a bonker, leash correction. I, I with, a, with an Anatolian, um, I would make sure that, you know, you your dog's thinking it's a game right now. So it's a fun game for your dog to play. So um, I would I would absolutely do, I, we do that with puppies, that lip curl thing. When I say puppy, we're talking like 14 weeks and younger, but with an older dog, and you do have an older dog, it's seven months old, um, and it's an Anatolian Shepherd, which is, you know, capable of, you know, ripping and tearing apart other animals quite easily. Um, I would give that dog a correction that meant that meant something. And this is the problem that people are like, oh, they grow out, you know, they grow out of it. That's where a lot of people will say, yeah. you know, they, they grow out of it, you know, but they don't, they grow into it. Mm. Alex, nine week old pup screaming in the crate. Can I bonk the crate or is he too Yep, young? you sure can. No, and then bonk. Kira, stop scratching. So um, you, you absolutely can. No, and then bonk the crate. And a lot of people will say again, it's like, <laughs> don't do that. It'll create a negative association with the crate. It's like, no, it won't. How do we know that? Because we've done it so many times. Like all these cut and paste responses that people like to throw out there, like negative association, it's going to don't use fear. It's going to get worse. Like, it's like, great. Like if you correct a dog for like loading on a person, they're going to think it came from that. Person. Right. Or they're going to like be aggressive towards people. I'm like, if you don't stop it, they're, they're going to be people. aggressive towards people. It's like, yeah, it's like, that's what people for, seem to forget. We don't correct well-behaved dogs. Right. Like, like, I don't think people realize that it's like, do you really think I would just throw a bonker at a dog sleeping in a crate? Mm -hmm. No. Do you really think I would, you know, correct a dog with a leash pop that was walking perfectly? No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like we show up at the scene of the crime after the fact and fix the dog. <laughs> it's like, these are not hard concepts to understand, <laughs> but for some reason people think, oh no, that creates. Right. It's like, no. It's been created already. We're stopping it. Right. Like you're like driving the wrong way down a one down a the one way street, <laughs> guys. It's like go with the flow of traffic. Okay. Next. Um, Dorian, so thank you. You're welcome. Amy, my leash reactive dog is making progress until an off leash dog approaches us unexpectedly. Yep. He lunges, and my focus changes from correcting behavior to restraining. How do I get in front of the problem? Amy, those are one of those things that are those what-if moments. It's like, yeah. you know, what do you do when an off-leash dog pops out of nowhere and, and, and pops out of nowhere and, char and, and charges you? So, um, you know, those are those things that are just going to happen. You know, you can you just got to be quick. You got to either be real, really super quick, or it's going to happen. Like it's even the best well-trained dogs when there's a dog that rushes them out of nowhere are going to react. They just will. Some dogs won't. There's many dogs out there that won't. Dogs can come running up to them, barking their heads off, and they just ignore. But many dogs, their natural instinct kicks in and they just lunge at the other dog. Yeah. Next. Um, Thomas, hi guys. Watching again from Ireland. Keep up the good work. Always interesting to listen to your solid advice. Oh, thanks, thanks Thomas. Hope everything's going well over there at Two in the morning. Next. Is that accurate? Thomas, what time is it? Actually, one in the morning. Next. Um, Jeff, if a dog pops out, you shit your pants and hope hope the smell. I don't know where that's going, Jeff. Oh. oh. From a fellow Jeff to another Jeff. Yeah, I mean, that could happen too, you know. Shit yourself, scare the dog. Yeah. Or, or you just shit your pants and stand there and don't know what to do. Ew. Yeah, it could happen. That's it right now. Really? Yeah. It's a slower show tonight. Yep. I don't know what's going on. Maybe people are, as the world opens up, they're, go, they're going out. Going out. It's Friday night. It is a Friday night. I know. So 12, 10, five hours. Five hour difference. So I thought it was six hours. It's only five. Yeah, look at that. Yep. UK. Well, it's because we're in 
we're in summertime, so sometimes it is six. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yep. In Australia, it's tomorrow. Yep. It's tomorrow morning. Well, it's tomorrow in Ireland, too. Yeah, in Japan, it's tomorrow. Debbie yep. says, I've been watching you guys. It's helping me with my corso. Well, that's good. I always like it when, when we can help people. We have a lot of people with our free content. Mm -hmm. That's really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be great to show more of our, like, day-to-day -day stuff, but just editing all that stuff is so time-consuming. We have a really good go home. I'm just waiting on Faith to get the final stuff back to me for Freya, showing like fully what we do at a go home session. So it'll be really cool. The one you got me the other day, I've got to still get up. She wants to do some finishing touches on it. So oh, so I show, show I don't. Oh, so don't put it up. Oh, good thing I you told me. I actually meant to send you an email and I forgot. Oh, okay. So letting you know now. Oh, thanks. Betsy. Oh, wait, hold on. Kim, do you believe in zoomies? It's not if I believe in them or not. They happen. So, yeah, dogs do zoomies all the time. If you're talking about, like, dogs zooming around, of course. Do I, like, like, that's an actual thing that dogs do. Usually between 6 and 9 p.m. they do them. You believe that? Yeah. All right, Betsy, hello, guys. Excellent job that you guys do. I have a poodle nine years old and a beagle mix one year and six months. I want to take them to a daycare to play. But when I took them for the first day, they didn't socialize with other dogs in the daycare. What can I do? So they socialize more. Well, I mean, Betsy, that's up to the daycare to encourage them. I mean, that's only just after one day. So, but some dogs also aren't interested. Like we have dogs at our daycare. that literally just like lie down mm -hmm. when they're outside and during socialization. Or they're just like, I'm not interested in socializing. And and that's fine, you know. Anything anything but a fight is fine. Anything but a fight is fine. So, you know, but that's only just one day. But that's up to them to do. So, you know, some kids some kids just don't want to play with others, and some dogs don't want to play with with other dogs. They just want to be. They just want to be. Next. Um, Kathy, what are you telling people that say their dogs always puke in the car? I tell them to keep taking them places, and they get over it. No meds needed ever for my dogs. Well, those are your dogs, Kathy. So your your experience with your dogs is not necessarily other people's experience with their dogs. We always have to remember that. So that's something to always remember. But I'm glad that you you were able to solve that. That's that's awesome. But what we do though is consistently what we've done is any dog that's ever been car sick before um, is we just put them into our highly structured training program and they just stop. Because a lot of it is based on arousal. I'm not going to discount that dogs get car sick or what resembles car sickness, but it's probably more related to stress and anxiety than anything else. So what you do is when you start putting them through our training program, which is based a lot on, you know, routine, structure, um, consequences. We do duration work, which calms up, which calms the dog down. Um, we see a lot of that stuff just organically go away. Next. Thomas, only five hours, but remember, we're not the UK. Ah, uh, that's right. I forgot. Mothman, best way, to, oh my God, it just bumps me one more time. Best way to get a large dog to play with a small dog gently. I can tell they like each other and want to play, but should I err on the side of caution if I'm not sure? 55 pounds versus 12. All depends on the play style. Like I've had big German shepherds play with little chihuahuas, but does the larger dog understand its size? Like, does it understand its size? Like, I mean, literally, this German Shepherd, um, Uma, would get down on the ground and play with this dog. Do you know what I mean? And she definitely tailored her play style with this dog because I also had another German Shepherd, which the play looked very different. I shouldn't say that. It looked similar, but it was definitely scaled down. It was definitely scaled down. So... I don't have any great tips at all other than if my dog's being too rough, I would correct it. I would correct it. Next. Kathy said, and that if they only take them to the vet, maybe the anxiety puking is warranted. Yeah. I mean, definitely people should probably drive around more with their dogs. Absolutely. But also training is there's a good component to that. Kate, one-year-old Argentine Dogo mix jumps and nips when we carry our daughter or carry any items. So the way you stop that is you can stop a dog from jumping rather quickly um, and you can do it um, with a video that we have on how to get a dog to stop jumping. It's rather quick because what your dog is doing is very dangerous, as you know. That's why you asked the question. Next. Kim said it makes us crazy. I don't know. What should you talk about? The, the zoomies? I don't know. Oh. 
Now, Maybe. Well, the zoomings make you crazy. Just stop it. But just say no and then correct the dog from doing the zoomies. But I mean, it also depends on when they're doing it. I mean, if they're like constantly running around your house and jumping over furniture and stuff, yeah. absolutely stop it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely stop it. Next. Ray, hello, five-month-old male Roddy in private lessons, but when he's outside in the backyard, he jumps up back door to get in. So what you can do is you can get a remote collar on your dog, and when the dog jumps up, you're inside the house, you make that suck to do. That's what you do. That's how it stops. So jumping up on the back door is hot. And dogs stop doing it, and they don't do it anymore. That's what you'll do. Some people will say, open up the door and tell it to sit. It's like, I don't want my dog to sit. I want my dog to not jump up. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I can always teach it to sit at the back door afterwards, but I want to stop it from jumping up. Also, when you open up the door, the dog's probably not jumping up at the door at the, at the time. Right. Next. Um, Liz just started using e-collar with my pit mix and working on off-leash come. When I use e-collar rather than coming, he cowers set too high maybe? Yeah, maybe. Maybe you didn't go through the beginning stages with, and we also pair it with, we do it without the remote collar and we do it with food and then we pair the remote collar um, over that training still with food at working level with a leash for guidance and um, it segues really really nice next um nim my pup only pukes after a walk and only after she's been playing with another dog um so that could be excitement over excitement next universal radio is it normal or okay if my dog goes down whenever i pick up my mini educator um i mean it's not the worst thing in the world your dog might be I don't know what it looks like. Is your dog just like cowering in fear or is your dog actually like lying down because you've been working on the down command? So I might, your dog might have a negative association with the remote collar because it depends on how you started it or trained it or it thinks it's going to be like doing down command. So it's downing, you know, before you ask it to. Some dogs do that, do a command. Um, especially if you've been working on down um, or if you used, if you maybe prepped your dog or started your dog off improperly, which, you know, sometimes can happen. You just uh, keep a leash on it and get it, you know, get it moving next. Kelly, hi, you guys have great tips and tricks that are helping me a lot with my GSD. I'm having a lot of trouble with him when I hug or kiss someone. It can be anyone, my mom, husband, or friends. He goes ballistic and has nipped me too. I had a trainer come to the house, but she wouldn't act up in front of her, but he will do it in front of company. Please right. help. So I don't have any tips or tricks. I just got training. So there's a big difference on that. So, but what I would do is I would teach, this is very, very common. It's very common of a dog resource guarding a human. So we've got a video on the out command, out away from people. So watch that video. Um, but that, that can turn into a, a really bad thing we've seen dogs attack spouses or partners or friends by hugging them. We've, we have couples that actually can't embrace in front of the dog because one of them gets bit. Um, so the out command is great for that. Next. Kim, what do you do for dogs who do not want to get their nails trimmed? Um, we, we actually muzzle them up. We bonk them and cut their nails. We used to counter condition dogs to like nail trimming and then we're like, one day we just was like, let's just bonk this dog for being a jerk. Because that's what they are. They're like, you know, nipping at you. And they're, but we always usually muzzle up a dog. And they're still what, trying to bite you through the muzzle. And, and one person holds it. And then you bonk them. And then they calm down. And then you just cut their nails. But you can also do a counter conditioning protocol. And there's so many, there's a lot of people out there that have got great nail clipping videos to desensitize the dog. Next. Um, Patty, I know this is funny, but if a fly gets in the house, my yellow lab freaks out and goes and hides, really shakes. What might help stop his his fear of this? I don't know what has caused him to fear it. And mind you, he's a 97 pound lab. So I'd get one of those salt guns. You know those little salt guns? No. You, you, you've never seen a salt gun? So it's a gun that you put table salt in it and you shoot it. It like flies and like it kills the fly. Salt? Yeah, salt. Table salt. How would that kill a fly? Because it's projects. It's like tiny little like bullets flying. How do you into shoot a fly out of the sky? How good is your aim? That's because the salt. That's like some Mr. Miyagi shit. No, because the salt, the salt, like 
Oh, like peppers? Yeah, peppers it. Yeah. Are you serious? One hundred percent. That's a real thing. Yeah, I need one after the show. I want one of those. So yeah, get yourself a salt. Shoot flies. Yeah, get yourself a salt. Who's cleaning up all this salt though. What? Um, I don't know. You shoot flies with a salt gun? Yeah. Or you can do the Mr. Miyagi stuff with chopsticks. Just walk around with chopsticks. Yeah, I usually just. I try to get a competition yeah. with myself to yeah. see if I can snatch it. Just, I would sit at your back door in a rocking chair with a with a salt rifle over your lap, what? like all Clint Eastwood and stuff, and <laughs> just be sit there waiting for the fly. Leave your door open. Leave my dog alone. Leave your door open and wait till all the flies come in and just start nailing them. So, you have to Google that for sure. So I don't, you know, why does your dog do that? Why is your dog afraid of a fly? I have no fucking idea. I'm afraid of flies. They scare shit out of Next. me. Um. Riley, I previously used e-collar with two different trainers, both using it only as a correction that made me fearful of the collar after each experience. Now using your techniques, any advice to help this process? Yeah, Riley. So just start out slower and start out with place, things moving, um, you know, in things in movement, like the place command is great. And you're doing it at low, much lower levels, obviously, because you're not correcting the dog at all. And you're pairing it with a lot of food. And that's what you're doing. Next. Lori, Mary, oh. Just kidding. Uh, Raquel from Brazil. Oh, hey, Raquel. And just bump me, as always. Mm. Hi, guys. Lots of love from Brazil. I remember Uma. I'm happy to follow the journeys of all your dogs. Yeah, Uma was a good dog. She was a really good dog. Ray says, thanks. You're welcome. Betsy, thank you so much. The daycare told me you need a trainer for them because they didn't socialize the first day and they didn't accept them. Well... That's interesting. I don't want to know the name of the place, but that if that's their if that's their policy, okay. But it's like so they didn't socialize. Big whoop. It's they like into a dog fight. they didn't get into a dog fight. That's the problem. It's like, oh, your dogs didn't play. It can't come to daycare. Can't come to daycare. Like what? Why not? It's like so my dogs didn't play. So what? Like maybe my takes my takes time for my dog to warm up to other dogs. Maybe it's got to go a dozen times before it starts doing that's it. That's so wild. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Wow. That's the polar opposite of what I think a daycare would do. Yeah. It's like, wow, those two dogs are easy. Right. <laughs> right. That's e running around, getting all the other dogs that chase. I know them. that's an easy, that's an easy, that's an easy client. Like the dogs just hang out. The dog can't come here. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Wow. Your dog sits in the sun and lies down for too long. Right. It has to. It has to go. It's using up all the sun. It's taking away all the sun from everybody else. Stop. All the other dogs are complaining about. They're like, "Listen, I'm trying to work on my fucking tan lines, and your fucking dog is taking up all the sun because all it does is lie down. You're out of here. Kick it out." We have so many dogs who do that. Yeah. They just like do not want to socialize. Yeah. Want to lay down. <laughs> who cares? Um. Tam I'm trying to read the name. Don't next me mid-sentence, please. Tamar's Volta with the neurotic chihuahua. Would an e-collar be a good fit? 22. Also, meds did help. Obedience work was going nowhere as he'd have a sneeze fit when holding a sit-stay. We'd have made we have made strides with meds. Awesome. That's good. Yeah. There are dogs absolutely that meds work on. So, but we're not, we're, we're, we're we get dogs off meds and they're doing fine. We recommend it every once in a while to a dog. He so, wants to know if e-collar would be a good fit. Yeah, e-collar would be great. E-collar, you know, in parallel. You know, if you've got, you know, if, if meds just worked, then all these dogs, well, put it this way, a lot of dogs are on meds. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing it not working. The feedback we get from our clientele, um, the feedback we get from our social media audience is that the meds are not working. Um, or they're not working enough. Next. Emily, how often do you trim your shepherd's nails? Mm, probably not enough. I don't know. It's every couple months. I mean, they're pretty active. They they run on rocks and stuff and wear them down pretty naturally. Next. Tara, um, could it be that some dogs can't be trained to pee poop on an indoor doggy loo, fake grass thing? Lily is well trained to go outside and doesn't pee poop indoors. So I've never had given, I'd never given or had to correct in any way for indoor issues. I would like to train her to use the loo, but she holds her pee for 30 hours. Jesus Christ. I live on the 14th floor of a condo, and if I get sick or if there's a hurricane, this would help. I've tried twice, but both times she won't use it for 30 hours. She never pooped or wow. peed. So I don't know how to train dogs to use potty pads because that's not what I do. 
So I've never tried, never in 10,000 dogs in 15 years and all my, all my podcasts, never given advice on, well, I'm sure I've given advice, but I don't know how to train dogs, how to go to the bathroom on a pee pad and be careful what you wish for. That's all I can say. Cause then you're going to have a thing with like, my dog missed the pad right. or my dog pissed and shit where the pad used to be. Mm. So, you know, I actually don't know, but I bet you online, you can look up how to train your dog, how to go to the bathroom on a pad. Next. Ray, five month old gunner gets very mouthy at night. So again, with, with, with a five month old dog putting your mouth on you, all this stuff can be stopped with a proper punisher. Like all this stuff, like all these dogs that are putting their mouth on you and they're, they're, they're growling over food. It's a proper punisher. So, and everyone seems to be against the freaking bonker, which is just a cotton towel. Like, it's just like, no bonk. It's just so interesting how it's like people will say how it makes things worse. And it's like, man, we're just not seeing that. No. We're just seeing problems go away. Next. Riley tried beginning with CS with e-collar after many reps on leash. But when he noticed him cowered and kind of froze up and fought against leash pressure, taking steps back and just having collar on off him without use, what would Jeff do? Your, your levels are probably too high. Next. Yashi, I have a 25 pound rescue who's leash reactive, especially with bigger dogs. When I do get her to calm down and attempt introduction on leash, she sometimes brushes them and barks in their face. How to work on her social skills when it comes to introduction. So we don't actually, so so Yashi, we, this might disappoint you, but I actually do not encourage dogs meet on leash um, at all. I, that's not how, so we, so we don't train that. So here's a great example of something we don't train. We train dogs to exist around other dogs. Um, we train dogs to interact off leash, um, but we don't do like, you're walking down the sidewalk and you see a dog and like how to meet properly. Um, I want my dogs to just like ignore dogs and ignore people. Next. Emily said bug assault and it's fucking awesome. There you go. So there's That's what it's called, bug assault? Bug assault, yep. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Nim says, thanks so much. I wish you could find a structured play group local to me so I could teach her how to play with other dogs in a calmer manner. Um, there's got to be, so, well, maybe I shouldn't say there's got to be something because that's a little bit unusual to have, actually. So, next. Emily, yes, you need one. Best money I ever spent. Well, there you go. Oh, my gosh. Jeff says, canine Miyagi. Oh, canine Miyagi, yeah. yep. Um, Anna, I'm thinking of starting e-collar training, but in my account, in my country, Mex, Mexico, uh, there are also almost no trainers that use them to help me set it up levels. Should I do it on my own or is it too risky? No, you can do it on your own. It's not that hard to do. Just watch our free videos. Like you can train dogs on your own. You don't need me. You don't need us. You don't need a dog trainer historically, you know, maybe aggression rehab, but most things are just, it's not that difficult to do. Setting up an e-cower is not rocket science. I mean, it does come with an owner. It comes with an owner's manual, number one. The, the manufacturers usually have websites with free videos. There's thousands and thousands of free videos out there on how to, on how to, how to use the e-cowers. So, um, and if you just take it slow, you'll probably be okay. Next. And there's so many, sorry, but there's so many other ways to fuck up your dog. Everyone's afraid of fucking up their dogs. But like, like the dog that we got in today, it's human aggressive and dog aggressive. He's never had knee collar on, never been, never been bonked, never had a prong collar on. He comes from a wonderful family, a wonderful, loving family. Mm -hmm. Great people. They've had him since yeah. he was a puppy. Yeah. Never abused him. And he's aggressive. So think about it. So they, that doesn't mean they messed him up on purpose, but something happened where they didn't stop the unwanted behavior. That's usually what the issue is. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what it is. And it's, I keep saying that is like too much love and affection, not enough structure and consequences is the recipe for aggression. And it's like, there's a, there's a perfect example. Next. Um, Les had to train a seven month old Boston Terrier who stubbornly box on walks. She screams like she's being oh, murdered yeah. and resisting leash pressure oh, and refuses to move forward. I know. I have, again, like, imagine it. Boston Terriers and Frenchies. I was going to say, the only thing that works could be a Frenchie. The only thing that could They're be worse. They're, like, so the same, though, when it comes yep. to that vocalization. Oh, my God. It sounds like you're killing them. 
<laughs> the Frenchie. So loud. I know. What was another dog we had in here that was that was a corgi? We had a corgi that did that too. No, it was a Shiba. The Shiba Inu, yeah. Yes. Screaming Shibas. Yes. Oof, my God. It's like, yes. Just like, like, what are you doing? Like, all I did was just like gently tug on the leash and you're screaming uh, your head off like your head. Literally bit. going out to rotate the bathroom. Yes. It was terrific for a while. So what do you do? Um, Bless, you just keep working on it and you got to put up with the screaming for a little bit. Yeah. Keep, keep doing drills. Like I would do leash pressure drills. It's literally leash pressure drills. Do it like not on the street. Maybe, maybe do it in a backyard or inside a house next. Candace. Hi guys. Thank you again for hosting these Q and A's. I'm a new puppy owner and I've mostly only been close with female dogs. My pup is a male in just over five months. Um, he has started to hump me. I haven't seen him hump anything else. He humped me only a few times. When he did it, he was in a hyper mode and I grabbed his collar and said, no, is there something else I could be doing instead? What can I expect if this behavior advances to humping blankets or other things? Well, I don't mind if a dog humps a blanket, you know, um, I, but usually a dog that humps you, it's obvious, obviously out of arousal, not necessarily sexual arousal, but just like arousal, like an aroused state of excitement. Um, unless you've got really sexy legs and then it could be sexual, you know? Of course, you got to spin it. Of course. <laughs> and then you look at me like, <laughs> do you see that look? What? Somebody screenshot that. <laughs> it's true. She could have really sexy legs. And the dog could be like, damn, I'd like to hump those legs. You couldn't have just like gotten through the sentence without it though. Well, I mean, you, well, you can test it. Get like three of your friends all like put your legs out. <laughs> Make sure your other three friends have got really ugly legs and let's see who the dog humps. And if the dog humps your leg, then their point is proven. Because the dog says so. Yeah. So your dog's got good taste in legs. You know? So, so what, what, I, what I would do is, it's not that funny. It's scientific. It's a scientific experiment. Hey, let's write a grant for that. Let's get a grant. Let's get a $1 million grant. We'll, we'll call it the HLSJ, the humping, HSLJ, the humping sexy leg grants. We'll, we'll call it that. $1 million. We'll figure out how to like do some like COVID tie into it and we'll get it. We'll get okay. it. So what I would do is I would get a bonker. And I would say no and bonk, but the, I wouldn't grab its tower. I'd grab it by the back of the scruff and be like, no. And hear your dogs barking out there. Yes. All right. Betsy says that's true. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Told you. See, it's true. That's life. Your opinion on BAT? I've heard about it recently and somehow it made sense, but I don't see how it would work in a real life scenario. That's life. You said it, not me. So BAT protocols are, are they sound great. Um, they take a really long time and it's, I think, impractical for a lot of owners to do. And the, the amount of the slowness of it, and if it even works, um, is impractical, I think, for most dog owners. I think it was created in the lab um, and uh, in a very, very sterile environment. But in the real world, could it work? I'm sure it has over 18 months, but we sort of do a BAT protocol with a lot of our training, but we just shorten it down to like a week or two. Next. Uh, just, just shell, How do I stop my dog from peeing in the house when she's two and knows the right thing? It's spite peeing for attention. Ignore her after she pees and it'll stop. So I don't know if it's spite or if it's just, you know, the dog pees in the house. So let's forget that it's spite because let's just, let's just look at it more of your dog pees in the house. Let's just like looking at that. So how do you do that? Number one, where are you and where's the dog? And right now you can't let the dog out of your eyes, eyesight. Okay. And make sure you put the dog on a good bathroom routine and make sure you monitor its food and its water. And if you catch it in the act, you can correct it. But after the fact, you can't. Next. 
Bonnie, I'm thinking of going to the White Mountains this summer. One of the theme parks has a dog kennel. I'd like to bring my dog for hiking other days. How can I prep my dog? He kennels up at home. Um, I'd be practice just with your kennel, kenneling up at a local kennel. See how your dog does overnight. See how your dog does overnight in a non-home environment. Next. Jadrian, going through a divorce and moving soon. How do I help my pack adjust and cope successfully with these big changes? Um... Number one is structure, 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 structure. And be careful about using the dogs as an emotional support system. Most dogs are not prepared for that. Um, and then a lot of owners, what they'll do is they'll let their dogs get away with stuff because they are like, they feel bad about correcting their dogs because they've lost a significant other. Um, and, um, and then if you're going through a messy divorce, be careful about taking your anger out on the dogs. Um, so get your emotions in check on both sides, on both sides. And then, um, again, just massive structure. Structure is, is good for everything. Next. Tina, our lab is scared of flies in the house, but it's because he knows when there's a fly, the swatter comes out and he hates that. That, that mm -hmm. That's it. That's true. Bert's petrified of the fly swatter. Yep. Or the gun comes out. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which is worse. Not necessarily. Doesn't make really much any noise. Well, a fly swatter makes noise. A gun that shoots salt doesn't make it, any noise. It doesn't make, it's not a shotgun. I mean, it's not like a, well, no a bullet. It, it, a fly, I think a fly, when you use a fly swatter, it's more of a physical thing too. Like you're yeah. literally like, like, True. You're like, yeah. you're like you're, you're waving the <laughs> you're shirt. Like chasing that thing around. And you're probably swearing a lot too. Probably. You know, dropping F-bombs that fly. It's so like, I'll kill you and all your sisters. It's true. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. It's like, where are you? It's like intense. And then if you miss, you're just like, oh, I know. It's like, where are you? Stalk it. Yep. You go to every window because you know it's always in a window. Yep. Yep. Stupid flies. I know. Next. Tara, I did know that pee and poo training is not your usual expertise, but you know everything, Jeff. I thought I'd try. No. I went to your weekend training in Bradenton a couple years ago and learned so much. Still working it. Love you guys. Yeah, no, I don't know everything at all. I far, I far from know everything. Far from know everything at all. I, I don't. We don't. We we don't get that client. I mean, if a client wanted me to teach a dog to piss inside, I would turn that client down. Back when I used to go to people's houses, it's like I don't know. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going. I'm not going to do it. You didn't drop trowel and pee in a corner. No. Dog, how to do it? No. I'll do that outside though. <laughs> That's what I do outside. Yeah, you pee outside. The dogs pee too. But no, I'm not going to go pee in my own house. Next. Um. Riley, sorry, last question. I know you say for bonker, you know, then bonk. Yep. Do you use a verbal when e-collar correcting? Mm -hmm. Not sure how this would play out with timing. Thank you both for all your help and great advice. So much work to do, but you've already changed my life. Yeah, well, good. Thank you. Um, so yes, you always want to say no and then correct or yes or good and then reward. Markers are important. And you mark at the first sign of the first sign it, it, when the dog did something wrong or when the dog did something right. To Mars Volta, thank you for your input, Jeff. Your videos are great, but there are so many, and thank you for that, that I miss one that I might benefit from. I forgot the problem. What was her issue? I don't know. I don't know if you missed one. I don't know. There's, there's so many, and they're not organized well. Next. Emily, I got RGSD with a good bonk when he was about 13 weeks. Last time he ever had an accident in the house, stopped mid-poop. Well, look at that. Fucking strong-ass fucking sphincter. Right. That dog, that dog did a reverse sphincter pull. <laughs> what? <laughs> like you have a name for it. Yeah. A reverse sphincter pull. Yeah. It's when you got poops coming out of your butt and you get the sphincter and it makes a sucking sound and it boom, pops the poop back in, closes right off. You are like deranged. <laughs> that's strong sphincter <laughs> muscles. Just sucks it up. Does so. The dogs, what else can you suck up there? Just try everything. Well, I mean, it depends. I mean, I'm impressed at the freaking the 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 sphincter the uh, <laughs> control that that dog has. It's pretty impressive. Do you know it takes the average mammal twelve seconds to poop? Really? Huh? They do it for survival. You can't take more than that. No, you're sitting. You're gonna get attacked. You're sitting. They're like a sitting duck. Literally. I know. 12 seconds. Huh. You should tell that to your dogs. <laughs> <laughs> they poop pretty quick. All right. Next. They do. Next. Um, 
They do. I believe you. Amy. Okay. Adult male rescue with unknown background mounts and humps people. Bonker leash pops do not work. Any training before we use e-collar? Um, just keep a leash on the dog and pull backwards as you're, as you're correcting. But that's to me is like, I, I've used actually a, a, a stockyard whip on the dog's ass too. It's like, like that. It's dangerous. Dog can knock people. What is it? German shepherd? Yeah. So no, just adult male rescue. Oh, um, well, the red, the rescue, it, the, the unknown background doesn't matter. Like if you knew the, the history of this dog from eight weeks old and up, this is a really important conversation right now, I guess. It's like, even if you knew that dog from eight weeks old and up, it could still hump other people. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's like, these dogs don't matter where they come from. They still can exhibit every bad behavior. No matter where the dog came from, whether you got it for free, or you paid $10,000, they can still exhibit all these behaviors that we talk about. At any point in their life, they can. At any point of their life. So we see dogs that bite for the first time at seven. And we see dogs that are like biting for the first year and then stop. So, I mean, it can happen at any time. It can happen at any time. So the big thing I use, I use actually, um, I prefer when you go to Tractor Supply, yourself a stockyard whip and dog goes to hump and i do a double tap on the butt and it's like if people want to turn that narrative into jeff whips dogs you go right ahead but all i know is that you can be knocked to the ground mm -hmm. you can be knocked to the ground and hurt you know it's also scary for people and scary for kids next um jeff tell jeff hey from the fellow jeff from king canine was just up in Providence, wanted to check out the facility. Never enough time, though. Oh, how are you doing, Jeff? Wow. I haven't seen him for a long time. I think he's from Florida. I think so. Maybe not. Next. Sabrina, do you have a newer video on setting up the e-collar? I, I know you don't use Boost anymore. Yeah, just don't use, just set it up exactly the same, but don't use Boost. Literally just set it up the same, but don't use Boost. But other people do. There's a lot of videos on how to set up the e-car. It's got to be thousands of them. Next. Um, Brianna took the dog to the vet today to spay due to spay complications. Walked in and she immediately shit herself because she was so nervous. A little embarrassed, but I feel so bad for her still. Wish there was current ability to vet condition. Yeah, it's sort of hard. I mean, don't worry about it. I mean, dogs, when they get nervous, they poop. You know, so... That's probably want to work on them, the sphincter pull exercises. Um, I wrote a book about that two years ago. And I'll, so I can send you a signed the copy. Sphincter pull? Yeah. Yeah. It's a short, but it's a 13 page book. I guess they make it a pamphlet. I mean, it's you a have, like, pictures to follow. And yeah, there's, there's exercises you can do. There's, 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 there's Kegel exercises you can do. There's, um, uh, uh, it's in color too. So it's really nice. It's really nice. And then it also breaks down the color of poop and, you know. It's also a health check. Yep, definitely. Know Next. the color of your turds. Yep. Um, Sabrina says, of course. Uh, Jadrian says, this leg thing is killing me. Raquel from Brazil is having a laughing fit as well. See, I'm not the only one. Candace said, oh, my God, I'm crying. I cried too, Candace. Lucy, my four-year-old unaltered Weimaraner marks his territory in the house, but will bark, scream, overall panic for hours in the crate, sometimes even with the bark collar. Advice? Yeah, so number one, your dog's peeing in the house? Ooh, that's not good. Yep, so you want to catch your dog in the act of that. That you can correct. Um, and then as far as like in, in the crate, start teaching. I'd switch from a bark collar to a remote collar so you've got better control of the levels. Stop that. Teach your dog also how to lie down in the crate nice and calmly. You know, teach your dog how to do that. And um, start start, start with that. Start with that. And get your dog through it. I mean, getting your dog from the panics in the crate can be either a really quick fix or it could take, you know, a progression of days. And there's, there's, there's sometimes there's an art to it, and sometimes it's like one and done. Next. Um, Tamar's Volta said, dog isn't into cankles. <laughs> Dude, that's good. So then you find your friend with cankles. Turf foot laughing emojis. Amy said, glad I'm not the only one with a leg humping dog problem. Yeah, it's popular. Sabrina said, Linda, help. Mm -hmm. Richard said, what is BAT? 
Um, BAT is just look it up. It's all caps. BAT is a protocol of it just takes training really, really slow, introducing environmentals to your dog and then rewarding at different levels and, and frequencies and just it's just it's it's a huge protocol and it's written really, really smart like that's hard to understand even by smart people. Mm -hmm. One of my clients Where's Kathleen? One of my one of my clients who's a college professor, mm -hmm. this goes back a while, she brought in the protocol and I'm like, holy shit. I'm reading it and I'm like confused by all the smart talk. And she was like, Jeff, I'm actually like, you know, pretty smart and like I was confused as well. Mm. So yeah. Um, Emily, wondering if I'm completely stupid. My smaller dog makes those dying noises you were talking about. He's super leash reactive. I've worked with all kinds of methods, but when he's on a short leash, he's just so spaz. I recently got a 50 foot for our GSD to practice recall and I use it to walk the small crazy one. I don't give him all 50 feet, obviously. I manage the slack so we're safe and always in position to correct, but he's so much calmer on the longer leash. He's able to walk past. Okay, so past something. Um, so if that works for you, that's, oh, that's, that's another one. So if that works for you, keep doing it. But if, if the leash is too too short and there's always pressure on it, that's not good. There should always be slack. So what you need, that's where the popping motion comes in next. But if it's working for you, keep doing it next. Emily, oh, the bug assault is so much better than a swatter because you're scaring the flies away when you're swatting. You can stealthily pick them off with the gun. That's right. I need one of those. Stupid flies all over the place this time of year. Yeah. Can that be my job? Sure. Shoot flies? Sure. You go ahead. You do whatever you want, obviously. <laughs> Dadrian, wait. Do you kill flies with your gun? You two are on a roll tonight. Oh, I love you guys. No, not with my gun. I wouldn't waste a bullet on a fly. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. You see it now. Shoot. It's like, I'm sorry. I was just trying to kill the fly. Sorry. Your aim's that good. <laughs> Sharpshooter Jeff. No, it's not. It's ninja Bruce Lee stuff. We're going to go to the range soon. $4.99. What is this? Album. Like, I don't know. I don't, it went to, what the heck? I don't know. Hold on, dog training. Crap, I'll have to watch the replay. Good to be busy. Love y'all. Have a great weekend. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, Ashley. Um, Trish, how does Dogtra as an e-caller? Dogtra compared to Mini Educator. Thanks for everything you guys do. Dogtra's a good brand. If you, if, you know, I think it's personal preference. Dogtra's a good brand. Next. Kathy said, like a shitting duck. Yep. Nim, reverse sphincter pull. Something every human does now. Public toilets are closed. Oh. See? <laughs> That's you. the comment of the night. Comment of the night. It's true. That's great. <laughs> reverse sphincter pull. There's an art to it. <laughs> you clench. But you have to just also suck in. Suck in. Yep. <laughs> get it. Get it. Suck it back in. Everyone at home is trying that right now. Yep, right now, everybody, everybody, <laughs> everybody, do their kegels right now. Everybody. Go with your butt. Yeah, do sphincter kegels right now. Come on, sphincter kegels, sphincter kegels, sphincter kegels. And you don't have to worry about the inner sphincter because the inner sphincter does what the outer sphincter does. They're like connected like that. Connector. The, the the inner sphincter goes, oh, you're expanding? Eh, I'll expand. Oh, you're contracting? I better contract because I don't have a mind of my own. Interesting. Yeah. Why didn't the body give them two? Well, you have two sphincters. You have an outer. Well, why don't they get two separate? Why can't one open and one stay closed? So you're probably because you still don't have like sphincter. You don't have poop pin, <laughs> pinball. So could you imagine that? If the, it's like backed up. <laughs> Traffic jam. <laughs> if, the, if, the, if, the, if the inner sphincter opened up, but the outer sphincter stayed closed and then the inner sphincter closed up, it'd be like <laughs> poop, ping, poop pinball. Like, it, like it'd be digging around in there. Ew. Yeah. All right. Anyway, that went on for way too long. I don't even know how this is a show anymore. <laughs> we got one minute left. Um, Kimberly, no problems with my Roman. I've watched your videos and lives for over a year now. Thank you for the information you're sharing. Have a great weekend. See, people expect great people information. Have, people appreciate the information. Next. Jeff said, yep, South Florida. That's it. Yep. Michaela, I'm trying to retrain my service dog, Keel. I want her to be more behind me because it would help, help her task. Do you have any recommendations? I'm using e-collar and any tips for teaching forward momentum. Forward momentum? That's one of the behind you. I thought so too. So uh, there's a there's a follow video, putting the dog into follow mode video. We've got that. 
And then one more question. Um, Victoria, can you elaborate on why you don't use boost anymore? Because um, I prefer to manually dial up. Because boost sometimes, if boost is not at the right level, then now you got to dial up again and it sometimes wastes. Because uh, sometimes it's sometimes depends on the environmental. Boost can be too high, boost can be too low. So I'd rather just you be able to use manual. But that doesn't mean you you can't use boost. Like if you know that a certain level always just stops your dog, then what's so funny? This comment from Brianna. It's so true. Like move that way. Look at the creepy face with the pillow. She's like, anyone else see a creepy face in that red pillow? Like the way the pillows morph, it looks like a like a person's face. That's what you saw on my face. No, the like face. the nose and the mouth. Okay. This show is like out of control tonight. All right, guys, we gotta go. All right, love you all. Take care. Good night. Bye bye. Have a good weekend.